All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Art and Labor. Um, I'm okay, Fox. Sorry, I didn't prepare a poem today. I have a poem book on me I could read, but it's very depressing. Um, But I do recommend this um, monthly review press Latin American revolutionary poetry collection. It's really good. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how I am. with me as always, uh, Lucia Love and Sarah Crow. Hey guys, hello um, everyone. What's up? We're joined by an extra special guest today, uh, Sean Escarciga. I fucked it up. I always do. Sorry. It's okay. AKA it's okay. Miss Lady Salads on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Hi. On to the podcast. Thank hey. you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've been trying to get you on forever. I mean, ever I ever since um, that fateful, um, you know, we hearkened to it a lot. The Sonic 2006 Club at the deep Hell end. Hell yeah. <laughs> the last day on earth. Um, oh, the day that when we like, all got COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that was right before COVID, like the height of the pandemic. Yeah. I always I always say this anecdote and it's true. I, I said into the microphone, we all have COVID and are going to spread it in the subways. Um dressed as USA, Sonic as USA. the Joker. <laughs> yeah, USA. I I remember that night I um I threw my back out because I was trying Ooh. to bike do too much with my back and then I spent like then I spent like two weeks just prone and um like checking twitter every 10 seconds to see what was happening in italy and then i finally went back into work and we're like guys we gotta like we gotta start packing stuff up and they were like, yeah. mm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe but you sean you did an amazing performance yeah. that night um, oh that was with that yeah. as ratty ass wig yeah, I think I was pretending to be like Pete Buttigieg's press secretary or something. I found this really crappy wig that actually looks like my mom's hair. And I was like, I will definitely spend $25 on this. Like, how can I shame my family? Um. Well, yeah, so... Let's cut. Let's talk about that sort of um, trajectory your work uh, gets into. Because if people aren't already familiar with Miss Lady Salads, it is a tour de force Instagram that has a narrative arc and has recurring characters, and like to me, is more like a comic book than a meme page. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. the Buttigieg's uh, are like a recurring character for sure um, in your work. The kind of like. Um, just, you know, liberal diversity pandering is, is a recurring theme for sure. Um, <laughs> I, um, yeah. No, I, I just really love Pete Buttigieg. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's the model, the, the model for the new American family. Yeah. The new American dream. Yeah. I feel um, safe. We all buy it. We all, we all <laughs> love it. <laughs> It's not a CIA front for anything yeah, else. Not, not at, all. at all. Havana syndrome. What? <laughs> uh. 
yeah, I just, I was wondering if, if I don't know, I, do you talk, you don't, do you often like talk about your work like formally in, in this way? We don't have to, we could just riff forever. No, I mean, I have, I have talked about my performance work and I feel like I come from a, I come from a don't tell anyone. I know this is a podcast, but don't tell anyone. I used to be a theater kid and that <laughs> morphed into performance. I, I studied Butoh for a while and was doing more dance-based work and that wow. morphed into like me being a troll <laughs> in art spaces. Um, <laughs> and like shortly, shortly, actually like maybe a few days before I did that Sonic thing at your birthday Sonic party, um, where I read fan fiction wearing a wig that looks like my mom's hair, <laughs> um, like socialist fan fiction. Um, I, I had put on a fake MFA show as part of the exponential theater. So I just like pretended that it was my real MFA show, but it was like fan fiction and me like lip syncing to Bobby Gentry and a G string and making people tag all of the like Ivy league MFA <laughs> programs. And a lot of them responded and I was like, okay, there's something <laughs> going on here. Um, like Yale painting MFA program wanted to use my, the poster I used for the show for their real MFA show. And I was like, fuck you. No, like this is your, fuck you. Ugh. Um, and that lit a fire under my ass. Um, the gal, yeah, they would. Check I'm like, first, please. Yeah, they did, and I said no. Um, for free? Yeah, I'm like, who do, do you know even, who I'm going to be? Money? Were they like, hey, can I buy that? Or no, they're like, hey, can we think this is really fun? Can we use it? I'm like, no, fuck you. Um, well, at least they ask though. I've been seeing, yeah. like, I've been talking to friends who are like really upset because they find their art that it just ends up somewhere, like mm -hmm. as a poster yeah. for an auction house or something, and like nobody tells them or pays them or does anything about it. They're just like, "Oh, we thought you'd love it." But yeah, yeah, I'm with the I love like, you strangers you know, making money off the of my pro work. proliferation. Oh, for yeah. sure. The proliferation of Web three and net NFTs and stuff—it's just like completely rampant. Yeah. Like, like I, you know, I was busy being outside at my job all day yesterday, so I was blissfully not on Twitter. And then I got home and like my partner Joey was in a Newsweek article about like this uh, NFT scam that took like every single like just aggregated all of the music from Spotify oh, yeah. and turned it into an NFT. <laughs> like <laughs> oh i also missed this what yeah it, yeah it's 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 all over the internet uh but Dude, it, joey's famous now yeah joey's famous. no it's not it's not just joey i just mean <laughs> i just mean that um everybody was talking about this particular um scammy website that just wholesale took everybody's shit um and it's just like rampant to to do that right now and i saw people being yeah. like i feel like i should get into ip law and like study you know like yeah or get into stealing nfts I mean, um, like, yeah that's my i i think that's like banditry any yeah, you bandi can. formal banditry <laughs> yeah. do you offer that at yale painting the screwed up thing about ip law is often that like the fine for stealing stuff from people is it like costs less than if you actually paid someone mm -hmm. so yeah. everyone just goes off of this like bulk rule of like 
oh, how many times am I going to get caught for this? Like, I'll just factor that into my yeah. cost of operation. Yeah. It's like OSHA. The, yeah. yeah, but most of the time, it it's always like this trickle up situation where it's like a huge like a huge umbrella like Spotify or like when Walmart steals something from an artist and just like mm. mass produces it on a t-shirt and they're like, what are you going to do? Come after us? Like we'll bleed you dry. Like exactly. over a drawing. Come on. I mean, and you know me, I love a bootleg thing. Like I, I go to, I go to my, my stores in Flushing. I check out the fun shirts. And w- one time I, I walk into the, into the, into the fashion city. I'll drop the name. Uh, my favorite store <laughs> watching. Uh, and they had like my friend's art on a team. <laughs> nice. And I took oh, a wow. photo and sent it to her. Wow. It was like, oh yeah. Famous. That's, thing that's for a goals, kind of. That's goals. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Ooh, like, yeah. It's like a little cool and a little like, okay. Um, <laughs> but then it's like, I because th- I think most of the time the flushing shirts are so cool because it's just like they just rip off Balenciaga and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares there what you do to Gucci? I, I don't by, care. <laughs> right. There was one I watched by once that just had literally probably about five dozen bright blue, like Sonic the Hedgehog blue Katy Perry t-shirts that were like very clearly bootleg. But I was like, I want all of oh these. Yeah. <laughs> See, I actually <laughs> feel like a lot of times the stuff that gets labeled bootleg like is almost... I honestly think that most fake luxury stuff, at least, is actually the exact same materials, the exact same people making it. It's just like yeah. almost like the version of seconds, like when you're, you know, somebody's having a pottery sale. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's like you know, it's like it's like you in in navigating memes and stuff. It's like mm-hmm. you're, it's like it's totally fucking fine to use the weird baby from Twilight. It's totally fucking yeah. fine to use. Uh, Nancy Pelosi in a kente cloth, like that's fucking <laughs> fine, obviously. But it's like, yeah, it it we get into this like weird territory, like often on the internet, like like Tumblr people or like um like fucking Jeanette Hayes or whatever, who like the people who start to just like whole rip artists who are like alive and struggling and working, like yeah, you know, and <laughs> I think that's like the line. It's not. It's pretty clear line to me, but it seems to be unclear. yeah it is that is i think about like what i steal in quotes like what images Mm -hmm. of like i'm not gonna i'm gonna take the baby from twilight i'm gonna take pete Buttigieg. i'm not gonna take like someone's art or some someone Mm -hmm. someone else's like direct work not that pete Buttigieg is not a work of art but um (laughs) but you got a robin hood from god exactly and it does get into this murky territory of like who owns what. And I'm like, I found out that Marina Abramovich has seen my memes because she is also a recurring character. Um, oh, yes. And one of the few times I got my post removed was was a Marina Abramovich meme. Like, granted, it was like her in a gaping butthole Here with a bunch of the Moderna vaccines like popping out. So it was like <laughs> an explicit, and it says love wins. And I made a t-shirt oh out of it, and I'm like, I'm going to get sued. Marina Goatsy. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She doesn't have a great sense of humor, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Yeah, I'm like, why don't you like this? <laughs> Where's this that is the highest form young of lady play? who was carving a pentagram <laughs> into her stomach? <laughs> like, like, she it's go? not a joke. It's so serious. <laughs> 
Where's that little girl who was apparently like completely sheltered and not allowed to go outside until she was like 25? Like her yeah, mom kept her where is she as a prisoner. <laughs> where is she now? Yeah. Is she in the room with us? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Her spirit's been cooked. She's gone. A quick question for the table. If there is anything that could um if there's anything in your room right now that you think could talk to spirits, what item is it most likely to be? Oh my, oh god, my god, literally the voodoo chicken foot that I have on my wall. <laughs> oh, perfect, yeah. No, that's literally good. the one yeah. that is meant for communing with spirits. Sorry. That's good. No, that's Asking like... the wrong person. <laughs> There's honestly so much. I... Maybe I'm um... Just in my immediate view, there's this like little... I think it's called the Dancing Monkey of Peking or something. It's like a... It's a cockroach. <gasps> But Ooh. it's holding like a little. They put googly eyes on it. Oh my god! <laughs> and a little fur thing, <laughs> and like a little oh peach or something. I don't know. I imagine that it knows things. <laughs> yeah. I see when when this poetry book was written because I feel like it is communing. Like it's like it's so like. Yeah. It just I do feel like I'm I'm communing with like a a consistent movement. Like it it does make me emotional to read it 74 this book was published whenever i like hold something that's like old and and like so clearly like part of a movement i'm like oof isn't that so fucked up when you meet a book older than you (laughs) like how do you look fine (laughs) how dare you books don't have jobs (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i am actually gonna just go with um this thing that was next to me. I, I didn't have anything in mind, when I said, but it's just like a guy. I found it it's, in my grandma's is it, garage. And is it made out of quartz? Oh, it's, I don't, it's heavy. It's made out of rock. Yeah, um, definitely. You got to get the Ghostbusters in on that one. But it does say made in Mexico. So, oh. But this sticker is probably older than me. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> it's, it's like it's so... It's so like, like I, I guess like maybe re- being raised in the United States, like um, it feels like we're like absent of communing with uh, history and spirits. Yeah, I mean, this is only going to be able to talk to like other like roadside vendor spirits of like <laughs> right. people trying to just make a buck. Chachki, yeah. makers, yeah, who just hang out like outside the the temple of the sun and moon i mean the- that's how i like i mean i feel like immense like doing zines and stuff i that like you know i have like close friends who like their whole livelihood was just like selling their physical stuff um mm-hmm. in union square and then like union square like cracked down on um so vendors wild. and started charging them like so much money to yeah. to vend there and stuff um, so they had like scattered a different part, like the High Line or like whatever. Yeah, you know the uh, coolest street vendor thing I ever saw was um, like it was it was when I was in Spain, um, and like the cops would try and like crack down on all these guys who were selling like bootleg purses and sunglasses and all that stuff. But they um, so they had these like square blankets, 
And then all the items would be kind of like loosely attached to the blanket in some way. So like with sunglasses, you just do a little thread around. Oh, the so and then, then you just lift it real quick. Yeah. And then it had two pieces of rope in an X over it. So you could literally pull the rope from the center and then it's just a bag. Nice. <laughs> like, wow. That's fast fashion. I love that's that. Like, right? Yeah, that, that's just fashion. Give us, give us the reveal. (laughs) (laughs) Two and one. Yeah, show a little creativity for once. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus Christ. I guess it's to tie it back to the work of. um, Yeah, sorry. (laughs) You know, Miss Baba Duke, the lady salads. Um, (laughs) uh, You, I mean that that sort of like. um, I keep thinking about. the the series the next top the middle earth next top (laughs) that was fun um just like taking like a vernacular from from one thing putting it into another thing i i don't know it's just always just a delightful thing about like um the 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 medium of collage and images and like how yeah, it's my so brain fast. is fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> I kind of, I mean, I just use Photoshop and I started, I started using it for a job, like an arts nonprofit job. Um, and when the pandemic hit, I started a mutual aid fund and a lot of that was all done through my personal Instagram. So I started mm-hmm. making memes as like advertisement. Um, and after that finished like 2021, I was like, this is really fun. And I'm not really performing in person because I can't. I'm going to make like, what am I going to do with the chaos in my head? <laughs> so I like, I like committed to making a meme a day. And so now at this point, like I have a PNG of Renesme smiling. Like I use the, like the things <laughs> yes, that I yes. use on a regular basis. Yeah. I have like, they're locked and ready, you know? Um, <laughs> But I do like, I would build it into like, to keep my sanity, I would be like, okay, breakfast is this time. And then I'll like spend 20 minutes making a meme and then I'll do my dumb little tasks. Mm. Um, so it really did just kind of like build well, itself into like, my schedule. Mm. When, I when you're like, mm. do you kind of, are you just like online and saving images as you're going? Or do you kind of have like a composition in mind and you're like, okay, I need a picture of like, a, a u-haul truck on fire or something yeah but sometimes i'll do like as self-care i'll just go down internet holes and i'm like holy shit like i'm looking my desktop is chaotic like mm-hmm. right now there's a gnome stripper right next to like a weird witch mask right next to yeah. like sam ramsdell do you know her she's like a she has like the world's largest mouth gape and she eats large food <laughs> Like that's her thing, and she's really cool. She shared my things, um, but yeah, I'll just like um, find random shit, and then I'm like, oh, today would be a good day to use a borzoi. That's a silly borzoi. Um, yeah, <laughs> or like the Middle Earth thing. Well, I was borzois like, borzois are like borzois are everything. But what were you going to say? Oh, oh, yeah. They're the most no, beautiful. no. We're on like a slight lag delay. Fucking like curse of doing remote. But I was just going to say that bo- Borzois are just like so fucking like gay looking. They just look like little They're like so lesbians gay. in Aspen or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. All sighthounds are like queer. <laughs> like different. Like, like, Silkens are more they he's and Borzois are like straight uh-huh. up she they's. And then like, you know, <laughs> Afghans are they thems. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> Italian great. greyhounds. What are the others? But yeah, where did the where did the Middle Earth stuff come from? Because it is like I just feel like it's your it's a mini series of its own within your yeah. work, you know. Um, I, I smoked a lot of weed. Um, I was I don't oh, know, okay, I, like cool. dur- dur- during the pandemic, I was watching a lot of um, Lord of the Rings, and I think one day I had the idea that. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, it's a really good thing. Um, At the idea, like, (laughs) Lindsay Lohan, writers of Lohan, okay, crossover. And then, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, the rest is history. Through the the minds of Mariah, (laughs) Mariah Carey. Um, (laughs) And then, of course, Middle Earth's Next Top Model, where yeah yeah i just i okay i also like i appreciate that you have this like critique of rainbow capitalism um that isn't nihilistic and isn't like like doesn't like every like typical like everyone shares the you know the gay fighter pilot one everyone shares the um the same like oh gay the banks are gay like yeah <laughs> and it's just it, it to me it's just kind of this like and i don't know and so what it, what it's like yeah you you do this you you do these like memes you have this like big instagram platform but then you're actually like using it for other stuff like mutual aid or like recently you did like a big stories thread just talking about people's wages and like making these kind of connections between people's jobs and like, um, like other ways of thinking about things perhaps that they could be doing to organize maybe. I think that like, I mean, it's, it wasn't always a meme page. I would share like my performance work or just like pictures of me shirtless, you know, (laughs) like things change, but I think that (laughs) you still um, share a good thirst trap or two. You know, you (laughs) got to, it's about balance. That's right. <laughs> um, you want Minds of Mariah, you're going to see me naked. Um, <laughs> I I do feel like, you know, there are a lot of cross-sections of people that follow me. And I could scream into the void and just make things that make people that are just like cookie cutter, like, oh, this drone bomb has a rainbow flag on it. Cool, we get it. But I feel like when I, like this last story I did about people's wages, I feel like more people were comfortable talking to me, even people who make six figures or come from familial wealth because there is like a tongue-in-cheek nature to the memes that it's not always, like sometimes I will, I'll, I'll tear you down, you rich people. But other times, you know, it's for the most part, it's just playful. And I, I hope it does, as silly as it sounds like, help people try to examine because if I can like open the door a little bit and then someone gets connected to an organization or a movement that they can actually do some good with because they thought, 
you know, a little silly photo I put online was, was funny. Like, I think that's cool. And I've, I've met like internet met a lot of like people who are on the boards of like really fancy institutions who are just like weird gay guys who probably drink baby's blood, but they think what I do is funny. And so you're going <laughs> to look at my story. You're going to look at my story and I'll put something stupid. And then I'm going to put like, here's a call to action or like, this is the reality of some of the people living in the city. Like, did you, did you know that? Like, I don't know if they're looking at other places that are going to show them that. Um, and if you're going to look at my story, why not? Yeah. Well, yeah, it becomes this thing when you're, when we're like navigating the art world and navigating nonprofit world where we're like constantly kind of meeting like rich people, like to keep that, the ones that keep our jobs afloat or like, um, yeah. whatever it is. And it's just like weird. We talk about on this podcast a lot, the weird space that like artists inhabit like between classes and yeah. uh, stuff like that. And how like an artist can be, be making, be doing fucking great for, like one year making bank and then like the next five years making zero dollars, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, so it's like, yeah people i think like yeah it's it's tough to engage with them because i i know that like 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 twitter is like this place which is like holy shit everyone's just fucking angry all the fucking time like and then like you go to yeah. to instagram to like look at a meme and chill out so uh, striking that balance i could see that being difficult yeah, but i don't um, want anyone to be comfortable uh, i think it's working ever <laughs> yeah right 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 um, right <laughs> but I, uh, I mean, especially the rich people, they should never be comfortable. They should literally never, never be, be comfortable. Rich people should not be comfortable. I, I'm, I'm thinking this is, if I can, like, yeah, <laughs> if I can shove a blooming onion or like a dumb Tyra Banks in your face that calls you a classist, then sure. Did it make your day worse? Cool. Um, but I, uh, okay, to bring it back, I guess, um, yeah how how do we all feel kind of about like um the these like art worlds and meme spaces like i feel like are emerging more and more all the time um and like you know i just feel like it's 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 becoming this like strange landscape of its own where um yeah. we're going to have like a bunch of um like everything's gonna be like a, oh well, our gallery's in with this meme page. Our gallery's in with this meme page. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's my nightmare, honestly. Um, <laughs> but I do. I, I mean, I have seen it already. You see, even at like some of the blue chip galleries, just like the internet aesthetic is very front and center. I saw like these collages that were just memes. Like they were just memes. They were not like memes were not ripping them off they were memes um <laughs> and like some blue chip gallery in chelsea and it's like i mean that's how the art world works is it's always the thing i really love about memes right now and seeing other people make them like other capital a artists make them or other people who are like classically trained in the arts like ship to this mode is the speed at which it can spread and the lack of ownership and the fact 
that it does actually draw more people in than like some white walled building that is charging $25, $30 a pop and exporting its labor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, like if you want to just go um, ahead, sorry. Well, no, sorry. Finish your thought. Sorry. Oh no, that was it. Oh, I was going to say, I think there's often this attempt by artists to, um, uh, uh, like think that like, oh, I, I figured it out. This is the way to dematerialize the art object. Yeah. And like, oh, they'll never, they'll never monetize this. And it's just such a dead end every single time, you know? Yeah. And, and so that's sometimes what I think about when I see that super internet aesthetic. Um, I don't know if that resonates with like how, how you're seeing your memes like integrate into both of these two areas. Yeah. I don't but, even really like, I don't consider it. I mean, I guess I consider it a part of my like quote artistic practice end quote, but it, but not as like a, a fully fleshed out thing. Like mm -hmm. in the, they feel like mini performances almost, you know, like, and I'm learning things through doing them quickly. I can do three in a day and, oh, these aren't as funny as last yesterday's or this didn't really work. Cool. I'll do some more tomorrow. And with the performance, it's like, this took me three months to make. Oh, that didn't land. I just back at the drawing board and it's just like a different way of, of thinking. And I think the freedom that these allow is more than anything is something that I want people to kind of hang on to or like people who make memes to just be like, the world is <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible place. And if we can do something silly against that, and there is some like positive outcome because of that, this is getting a little after school, especially, but I, I do mm. think that like, you know, I don't want people have been like, Oh, you should sell these as NFTs. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that because these are the thing that are keeping me sane. Like yeah. this is the thing that allows me to push back against, you know, the curators and the applications and the red tape and all of the bullshit that, that comes with people trying to monetize your work where I'm like, I just put a little thing on a little screen and then I went about my day. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. I, I totally get you there. Cause like, you know, I was like a hook line and sinker for like, um, new media art when I was an undergrad and um, I wasn't like the the most I'm not like the most like um, super gung-ho meme maker but I was making a lot of stuff where I'm like this is definitely inspired or influenced by like certain memes and I'm but I'm like putting it that vernacular into my printmaking or whatever yeah um, person and to me like the the what's the the most like i don't know it, the the connections that you make with other people who like like it feels like you're speaking like certain languages to certain people like for me i'm like speaking in the language of sonic the hedgehog to try to like influence people into like reading yeah. marx's theory um, <laughs> and like that's like just fun that's just like a fun thing for me to do yeah and I, i've always kind of thought of it as like a, as poetry a little bit like because you just like totally just, put them out there just like it's not it's not super um you don't have to think about it super hard but like i like the connection that you know like you and i have like because i didn't know you that well before linda booked you at 
at the party yeah. and then like from following your work and being like, oh, but I understand this mind. And like, <laughs> <laughs> it just gives me so much insight and like, could t- like, you know, and, and, and you get close to people. And I don't know if that like links to Butoh at all. Cause I know that kind of has its own like language and references and like, kind of like audience, like cues or things like that. I'm, I know I might yeah. be mistaken, but. No, I think, I mean, <laughs> A lot of dance does and a lot of one thing I really I'm really I'm just like really into symbology you know but I I do like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I, I get what you're saying and the thing is like honestly making like I've done multidisciplinary things so like dance and theater and some writing and some like this that and the other and I feel like there's a certain type of vulnerability that goes along with each discipline. And I feel like me making feels very much like sharing writing, it, which is one of the most, I feel like it's like akin to writing and performance a little bit for me, where some things feel incredibly vulnerable to say, even if it is like against the backdrop of some, like an Applebee's on fire with Hillary Clinton, like throwing Dobby in the air. It's like, like um having this kind of opinion and this kind of like idea thrown into the world on a in a way where i don't know where it's going i don't know who's seeing it i don't know who's sharing it i've like had fears about like employers or potential employers seeing things and being like oh this this weirdo with these political views is like not gonna fly um but that's also very exciting i think that there haven't been a lot of mediums that have allowed me to share the really silly ideas and to have that be like a connector with other people who are like, I have these silly ideas too. That's honestly the nicest thing that comes out of this because then collaboration happens and then things outside of the internet happen and then conversations happen. Um, And I'm seeing a lot of people who also make memes talk about this too, that they're like, I'm an actor, I'm a writer, I'm this or that. And I have like taken to making silly things on the internet. And it's really like broadened, like Marina Abramovich never saw my performance work, but Mar- Marina Abramovich has seen like oh, no. her in a, in a gaping <laughs> butthole, you know? Um, and that, and wow. I think that's, that's kind of cool. Well, so I was, I was going to, humor is the ultimate backdoor. To people politically yeah you know um or it at really least is. In that, the idea of like changing hearts and minds yeah it is like a safe i mean one thing with buto which is you know can be very grotesque very intense like i was always under the i always tried to practice you know if i'm going to take people down and i was talking about like suicide and and mental health care and like a lot of really heavy shit and it was turning people off because if they don't have a way into it and they don't have a way out of it mm-hmm. it can feel really destabilizing and so humor started to come into that practice and once i started doing that you know throwing some celine dion throwing some mariah carey like start to talk to people like show some some silliness like people had a much different reaction. And I think it's the same with this, that, you know, 
I can call you out for being a classist fuck who doesn't give a shit about your 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 labor practices, but also you're gonna laugh. And maybe that <laughs> like allows you to have a bit of a conversation. Or like to at least like there's some people I'm like, how have you not unfollowed me? Like I know exactly the kind of work you do and the kind of political beliefs you have. But like you're hanging on for some reason and not that I feel like I have a responsibility because of that, but I feel like there's an opportunity at least. And it, I am thinking about these things that not all the time. Sometimes I'm like, here's a dumb fucking image and some stupid words. Great. But, you know, if I see that a lot of people are responding to something, then it is an opportunity to signal boost other people doing work. Like I made a meme mm -hmm. of like a RuPaul fracking ranch tote like a joke tote and a um my friend come on strong and and philly was like i'll print this for you and we wound up raising like a few thousand dollars for like a uh, abolition group you know like a prison abolition group because people just really thought it was funny it was nice. accessible it was affordable um, yeah, i got and one so things, it's amazing <laughs> they're, yeah. they're so funny there's it's so <laughs> stupid and people are like what the fuck is that i'm like this is change honey this is change <laughs> and i love come on strong too amazing printmaker out of philly print printmaker love over there <laughs> yeah. um the but yeah you the, i mean that's like a cool connection like that you made then you made a physical object and yeah and then that that materially benefited an org doing something good I mean, I fear sometimes that the the rich people laughing at themselves are just, you know, they're just like kind of checking in on us to be like, oh, they don't have like the pitchforks and militias yet. Yeah. No? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a fear too. But you know, one day. I, yeah, I, I think there is like a layer of... Um, there is a layer of the capitalist class that uh, is extremely naive about it. Um, yeah. It's, you know, you can't just assume that everybody is in that position, but they're like, I've just, I've met people who just like genuinely, even if they come from middle-class backgrounds, they still just kind of, and, and maybe they like had upward mobility in their life. They, they're like, yeah, but I, I, I did it. And like, this is good. And we're like, this is how you yeah. do change. And, um, the arc of progress bends towards justice, right? Honey. And like, <laughs> it's you don't even like when I was your age, like women, blah blah. And the I, I think that those are people who have to eventually get reached, um, or like yeah. they, they're the people that you want on your side when the pitchforks come yeah, out, and like, and you don't want them to necessarily, and you know, not that I necessarily like. It's it's not maybe my own, maybe it is my own priority. I do a podcast, but the like the, <laughs> if you if you want like yeah, it, it's it's not like every single member of the capitalist class like knows exactly what they're doing and you know wants to knows that they want to kill you even <laughs> exactly. And the, I'm the line between malice. And incompetence is like hard to do such thing. <laughs> yeah, it really, really, really is. And I'm 
I do interact with some people sometimes where I'm like, oh, you just, you just have never been exposed to this line of thinking. And you're not yeah. necessarily turned off by it. And you're not necessarily offended by it, but it is really new to you. And I mean, something like a meme page does feel like a light lift to be like nudging people towards, like, I'm not going to do the work for you, but I might nudge you in the direction of like, hey, did you know about this organization? Or like, I'm going to throw this book in the meme, like, you should Google it. Um, but it's like, you know, it's not fully my responsibility, but I do think like giving people things that they can chew on and digest at their own time and their own speed, like that is more doing the work than like getting on a stage or, or going into a gallery and being like, I used to perform with a lot of people who are like, we have to do this right now. And I'm like, you're talking to a bunch of like upper middle class white people in an mm -hmm. art gallery. <laughs> like, like no one cares, sweetie. Yeah, no, there, there was like a few weeks ago, I can't remember who it was. I think it was one of Brad Trammell's posts about like, mm. uh, that we're like scaring away all of the, all like the quote unquote, the normal people with by, you know, <laughs> trying to abolish the family. And it's like, There's who, so like what like auto mechanic auto mechanic what kind of like <laughs> what kind of like the dudes that i learned how to patina metal from are like necessarily who are mainly doing cars are like watching the verso launches like keenly and it's, it's yeah. so it's kind of i mean in that way on both sides but uh no i think you're right like it has to be I, I think it's mainly like people are only willing to change if they feel extremely safe and yeah. and they don't feel attacked and they feel in control of something. Um, and the unfortunate reality is sometimes you got to baby them a little bit. Um, yeah. You got to baby anyone if you're like teaching them because it's true again. Yeah. People and that's something that like as an artist, oh, I wish more artists understood that. I feel like the inaccessibility of the art world is something that frustrates me so, so deeply. And mm -hmm. seeing something like a, a meme page or even like, I know he can be problematic, but even like seeing Brad Trammell shift to memes, I'm like, this is not digestible for a lot of people, but at least the format is. And so finding more people who are like, oh, I'm gonna use this format and provide things that are political, but maybe a little bit more digestible. Like there's something there and there's something there that like, if you want to monetize the art world, like by all means do it because I feel like it is a good thing. <laughs> like you like making things more accessible to people is a good thing. And so often we look down on art that is not immediately understood or not like to the point and it, not all of it has to be that way but we have to understand there are so many people especially in this country and like everywhere that are so turned off by certain ideas because the way that they've been fed to them is is classist or it's elitist or it's it's done in a way that is just not going to get to them they feel like they're not part of the conversation and some people I don't want to be part of the conversation by all means, but like a lot of people, I think 
like you're talking about that middle space, the people who just like don't, for lack of a better word, don't really know any better. Like, why not just give them something? Or like they, I think a lot of them, it's, it's the information is available, but it's like much easier to not even like talk about that at the dinner table yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or it's like, I, you know, I think about like, gr- like growing up and like, I'm, I was like fine at school, but like the things that I really liked doing was like looking at paintings, looking at his like history through paintings and art or like art objects or like, you know, even like being able to like, you know, growing up in New York and being able to go to the Met and be like, look at the chairs people used back then. Like that's type of like, like that, like shit, like helps me, helps my brain like process, like how history actually like moved and functioned. Um, Yeah. A lot more than like, did you read the textbook correctly? And yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like to which answer is no having different like <laughs> no i did not i did not do it. no i didn't uh but like just ha- like i love like any any artist with like a, a keen like sense of like visual language or or storytelling it doesn't have to necessarily be narrative but like just that like something that people can like really chew on and think about and like um like understand where they're coming from and not be just this like brick wall of um i don't i don't know what this is or worse like the fucking because the other direction of it of course is like the schlock of something like cause or like i don't like the 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 type of nft shit like the like that's like you know it feels like we're getting we're getting to a place where like oh yeah people are really into like this type of like um sharing and visual language and and maybe like we could like make shirts of them sometimes and like just have a sustainable life. And then it's like, no, there has to be this like whole new uh, extra um, real estate, digital real estate bullshit, <laughs> false scarcity yeah, that we just... need to enforce on everything now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It was coming. The minute that like, the minute that there are like data caps on cell phones, you know, mm. like, yeah. 100% something invented out of thin air to make money. Like, yep. <laughs> it's true. And the fact that they, you know, to keep, keep the, keep the profits going up every single quarter, they need to develop an entire new uh, system and an entire new device uh, that people update mm-hmm. like every fucking year, which is just extremely wasteful, extremely stupid. Like, yeah, uh, we're just stuck in the, the cycle and like perpetual like to be to be stuck on instagram like that's like it's it's that's like the worst because i remember you know when the fucking yep. lettuce dogs and gangster popeyes of the of my old days um <laughs> were on <laughs> were on facebook and as like groups or pages and then that they all got like mass banned or whatever and like you're we're like totally beholden to these just scumbag platforms that like once like groups figure out a a specific way of doing things they're like oh well now you have to only you're only if you have a 4k device that can do this this and this you know yeah and then you don't have access to this feature this feature and then and then oh also your shadow ban for showing a nipple and what you know whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> not just ideal. like planned obsolescence just like the concept of that 
is mm-hmm. yeah so infuriating and and frustrating to think about like we don't want anything useful to last because we want to make money and it, like how does that tie into the art world like we don't want you to have too much fun because then some kind of change might happen and the way we value things might shift and then we have to rethink the systems altogether and so how can we monetize this fun little thing you kids are doing on the internet yeah exactly oh um everybody won't come out to the the galleries won't come out to the venues um won't uh justify the high cost that we pay in manhattan real estate um won't like codify that into uh value either monetarily or culturally um we gotta start invading these other spaces (laughs) we gotta get our tendrils going Yeah, girlies, put oh, your effort that's into something that really but... fucking matters. <laughs> the, a, a new a new banner at Hudson Yards, uh, featuring like... a collage <laughs> by Jeanette Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel kind of bad when we rag on Jeanette Hayes because she she really liked a short video I made for the uh, Bruce High Quality Art Chopped event. And I always remember because that was the first I'd, I'd seen her, I've heard of her. And I was like, oh, nice. Like an artist likes my stuff. Cool. Great. Uh, <laughs> and then I went home and Googled it. Yeah, exactly. And then made yeah. mad money off of it. And I was like, oh, I like that. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm going to steal that wholesale. <laughs> <laughs> but it then was like complicated where like do you ever like have the situation where the entirely wrong person likes what you're doing and you're like yeah fuck what am i saying then dude i got a message from twitter being like you can verify your account if you want to yes take it do it <laughs> no do it. Yes. <laughs> do it do it do oh it God, why not it. why not no do it so you can do something extravagant to lose it I'll lose my GIF avatar. Oh, yeah. No. Well, I, I don't think I'll lose it if I become verified. I just think I'll lose it if I fuck up because I'm extra surveilled and have chosen to be extra surveilled. <laughs> yeah, protect the the animated avatar at all costs. Honestly, because <laughs> I know there's a uh, there's some verified GIF avatars, but I'm just like, no, 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 no. I must be doing something wrong. I must be doing something wrong. <laughs> wow, that's so wild. I didn't know it was a. Uh, I guess it's not invite only, but like, what is the algorithm that decides that? I don't know. I, I'm paranoid that it is invite only and like somebody at like, I don't know, somebody out there, uh, whether it's my jobs or or somebody in the media is trying to, to uh, scope me. Um, I'm very afraid. <laughs> 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 I'm very afraid of getting drafted into the media world. <laughs> Join us. Join us. It's like, yeah, the skeleton army. What's it? Right? It's because I made that green M&M AMV and uh, <laughs> someone at Mars wants to monetize it and um, make it a real commercial. <laughs> it's just the FBI. They're just trying to figure out yeah. uh, Which owns like a, Mars. a way to 
kill you that makes it look like you're offing yourself. (laughs) I know, right? I gotta get off the internet. Oh my god. (laughs) I think they can already see you if they sent you an invite. Yeah, but it's part of a long con. Okay. (laughs) But it's more more like to get to be verified so you have to like really confirm your identity. Right now I have like plausible deniability like, hey, I share that password with like 20 people. Don't worry about it. Oh my god. And I do. I share it with all of you guys and um, (laughs) oh my god. With a joint parody character account. So (laughs) there's no way to verify it. It's true. I am okay, Fox. No, I am okay, Fox. Jessui, okay, Fox. Okay, so at the end of the episode, (laughs) I wish you were here in person. I wish we did it in person. I do too, yeah. And now here's my camera. Or I feel like I have to be like, I feel like I have to be more formal. I don't exist in person. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a I'm just a floating torso. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I like need my retail job because if I only had at home office job, I would go insane and and or I'd just become more of a yeah. meme poster. Like I think yeah, that's a welcome, good way welcome to, to my world. The schizophrenia of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. I haven't left my apartment um, in 84 years. But do you like, do you have, <laughs> do you have like any, anything coming up you want to plug or any, like, are you going to make another bag? Like, tell us about it. I honestly don't know. I have a few anything. things on the potential back burner. Um, I just, if I get to 10,000 followers, I will release my Adele cover album for free. Um, so that's something I'm very excited about, but it's totally real. Um, um, yeah, I would like to collaborate with more people on making actual tangible things. I think next month I might have a performance well, at the end of the month. I want to put break, out. I want to so. put out the. Oh yeah! Wait, where? Where's your performance? Sorry. Um, at the brick. I can share it with the podcast later. Oh my god, this lag! I know. If, if only you were verified, it would Did be Did you say faster. it was at Brick? The... No, at the Brick Theater. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah. And that's at the end of the month. Okay, so we'll have to post about that um, for sure. Yeah, we almost like used this um, uh, Hillary Clinton uh, CIA uh, a- app called Riverside, and maybe then we wouldn't be so throttled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hillary's uh, a good friend, you know. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that shows at Bricked. Where is that? Uh, it's on Metropolitan, like up the Lorimer G, like right off of it. Oh, okay, cool. Sick. Well, I. I want to put out the first Lady Salads zine. I want to put it out. We'll publish it as Art and Labor Press. <laughs> That's my dream. I want a, a zine. Um. <laughs> or if you want to contribute to to Leisure Suit Larry's list. Yes. Oh, uh, right. Did we announce that? Oh. Sarah, you should announce that right now. 
I don't I really know how it. to announce it. I just it's know fine. it's just it's, about it's a feeling. I could announce it. Yeah. Lucia, please <laughs> announce it. <laughs> Um, so in response to the current controversy that is Larry's list, uh, Instagram metrics to, uh, rule all art worlds, um, we're making a zine called Leisure Suit Larry's List, and, uh, you, you know, I think we said it was going to be an open call. Um, so if anybody listening to this wants to make some real hearty memes um, or zine pages that take a big old shit on that life ruled by metrics and metrics only, um, you're welcome to it. Uh, extra points for creativity <laughs> and um, doing whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> We'll make a collective Google document. <laughs> <laughs> all yes. update and just like add shit to. And uh, then we could like um try to formalize it a little bit once we have like specs of how we're printing it. That's kind of how I imagine. And then we can have a, a collation party. Oh, a love pizza a collation party. pizza party. Pizza, pizza. Get out the long stapler. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I actually think your your work would go really good as its own zine too, because like okay, we're saying yes. you have all of the like I re- yeah the Renesmee. I want it as a book. I want it as a book. Yeah. I'm a book artist. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. Hardcover. Oh no! Awesome. We lost Sean like right at the end. Oh no! <laughs> well, I, Lucia, I wanted you to plug your show again if you wanted yes. to. Oh my god! Hey everybody, sorry I haven't been talking. Um, You're I'm. So- <laughs> I'm currently sewing zines together because <laughs> I literally did not know that people wanted things that I made. And now people are like, hey, I want a zine. Can I get a zine? And I'm like, fuck, yes, you can. Did you up that edition, dude? I knew it was too low. <laughs> it was too low. Yeah, I started at 50 and now I'm like, uh, I all right, I'm printing another 50. So That's awesome. um, just, yeah. you know... It's nice. It's nice to know. Um, anyway, Friday, this Friday, February fourth, I will be at my gallery, JDJ World, in Tribeca. It's in. It's in. Uh, fuck, I forget what number it is. It's on Broadway in Manhattan. Um, like the I'll be third there. Floor or something. Twelve to seven. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. I'm going to be there too. And I want a zine, but also I will print bootleg Lucia zines, black and white <laughs> Patreon supporters only. There we go. <laughs> the color ones only available and the hand sewn ones only available from Lucia. These will be stapled black and yes. white. Yes. I'm stealing, I'm stealing the zine and making a meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be half the size up. of the ones Lucia is making. We're gonna yeah, pull the paper again. They're already quarter pages. We're gonna make them out of the eight, yeah, out of the one sheet of paper. Yeah. Yes. And smaller that- and smaller repros <laughs> for everyone. For the Patreons, the Art and Labor Patreon supporters only. Yeah. Exclusive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Premium garbage for you, babies. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. With 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 that, I guess we should wrap up. Um. Uh. I guess I, I don't know. Do we have any other final thoughts? I guess we should just. 
I, I feel so weird being online. I know. Yeah. I think it's uh it's it's rough. <laughs> Man, I I don't so I don't know. I think I think it sounded like a good episode. I think we're know, normal. Were we normal? The outside, totally let's review normal. the app. At the end of the app, let's give ourselves some self-credit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, I, I didn't really participate, so I'm like the critic of this let's of go. this pod. You just and, <laughs> like I just think from what I heard, like it sounded good. It had like a lot of smooth transitions. I like them. I found out a lot about our guests. Like <laughs> feel uplifted to like try and interface more with the art world um and like like espouse better values and try to like bring awareness and stuff and like honestly it is pretty dope to have fun <laughs> it's necessary yeah it's vital and it laugh it's so good to yeah. laugh it's like i love laughing <laughs> laughing is so fun but that's always my thing i think about south park like They've got the dumbest, you know, like they've got the dumbest ideas, but people laugh because they're funny. And then they and get so indoctrinated. We have good ideas. That's what's beautiful, Sean. You have good ideas. Have good ideas. You have a good point of view and it's funny. And it's like, that's like the lineup. That's the, like the perfect circle. Because um, the whole bear report doesn't cut it anymore. Never did, really. Ne- Never exactly. did, really. It was not good for us. The Iraq War still went on. To consume that shit. It was not good for us to consume that shit when we were 14. It'd be better if we Um, were 14. We withdrew from Iraq when I was on my meme page. So, um. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Coincidence. Coincidence. I don't think so, Hillary Rodham Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, uh, thank you, everybody. uh let's let's have uh keep having fun out there um see you on, <laughs> online as uh as horrible as it can be it, it, it's, it's lovely to meet uh so many uh like-minded freaks out there <laughs> oh yeah got a school announcement to what's the school announcement oh yeah um art world's class is currently in session you're welcome to join um it's thursdays 8 p.m eastern um it's it's a class where you share about the function of an art world that you appreciate. Maybe it's zine making. Maybe it's music making. Doesn't have to be a white cube. It just has to be a functioning community. Um, and business meetings um, where we talk about how to do art and business together at the same time um happen first tuesday of every month 8 p.m eastern we just had our first one yesterday and uh learned how to file taxes if you make a lot of money on paypal something that a lot of people who get like small amounts of money at a time probably want to know about like how do you do a 1099k um anyway talk about stuff like that we also will talk about like how to fill out grants and whatever get residencies uh it's really like a case-to-case thing it's not like a seminar where they tell you top down some shit it's like what's your thing let's work through it together yeah definitely like i also feel free to come in after like i planned on going to both of these classes and then didn't go to either so come and do the first day with me this upcoming yeah, Thursday yeah. and the next month. Don't feel like you can pop in anytime, basically. You don't need it's not like a curriculum really. 
And even if there was, it's fine. It's just you can just listen politely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we accept that too. Oh yeah, and Blender classes are gonna start in a couple weeks. So yeah. if anybody wants to learn Blender, um, we're starting very very baby steps. Yeah, and friends like friends. I know there's friends who listen to this show who are, who are good at Blender. If you want to give us any little presentation, oh <laughs> like God. you know, ten minute little thing, whatever. Or if they ha- if you trickies. know a textbook, that's good. Yeah, any, we're gonna any, probably yeah. end up doing the guy who teaches you how to make a donut. Okay, it's, yeah. he's like the most mm. famous guy. So, and he does yeah. like good video tutorials. <laughs> but we're gonna go through it together, and that's the idea: is not for somebody to be like top down, mm. like this is what you're supposed to do. It's like, okay, here I tried to do this. I'm figuring this out. Here's what I learned, and it's like having a group that you can share that information with without like, you know, just going like, oh, I'm just gonna do it, mm. or like trying to talk to your friends and having them be like, dude, I've, I don't know Blender. Every yeah. single like art program class I've ever taken has always had somebody who's like just automatically super fucking good at it and then <laughs> ends up fucking teaching the rest of the class. <laughs> the weird little... <laughs> <laughs> <like>, Hotkeys. <laughs> yeah, like here's a... Like, I love a good trick. I love a good like, here's a, a bullshit trick that I figured out in Photoshop or whatever. So Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, well, thank you again, everybody, and uh, I'm gonna end the episode now. So let's have fun. Let's, let's have, have fun. fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun.